All right, and welcome back. Um, as promised, I'm going to try to talk about techno, EDM, or whatever, and why I hate it so much. But before I do that, I kind of think that um, the best thing I can do is kind of go through kind of what music I'm into, why, how it happened to set the context. So I think the context is very important, and there's a lot of personality things involved, because honestly, at the end of the day, as much as I'd love to rant about the garbageness of uh, techno raves, all that garbage. Um, it's all person. It's all like opinion. At the end of the day, like you know, you like it, great, good for you. But I want to explain why I hate it, and I think knowing the backstory helps. So, <clears throat> for me, it all starts back in 1991, I think. So a lot of this soft memory off the top of my head. It's you know 5:30 a.m. again, and I'm not researching this shit. So. Around this time, I'm in entering eighth grade, so the fall of 1991. Music at this point, my relationship with music was, I don't know, I don't want to say non-existent, right? But I was a kid, so 12 years old, whatever, and the two primary sources of music were my two cousins. So cousins, shout out, um, they were sisters and had very different taste. One of them was getting into, um, it's hard to call it hip-hop, because, you know, just thinking of it all, uh, you know, it's kind of watered-down versions of it, right? Um, not necessarily, like, you know, the cuts or the deep cuts or anything like that, but I had one cousin introducing me to the Beastie Boys, Run DMC, stuff like that, so the pop, pop, I don't want to say pop, because I don't disrespect these artists, but the more popular versions of, you know, like the early 90s hip-hop, late 80s stuff. So that's in one ear. And then through the other ears, my other cousin who had a taste for rock-related things. So um, it was all over the place, but I remember her being super into Duran Duran and just shit like that. So I remember, you know, View to a Kill being a, a, a tape she recorded for me um, <clears throat> that coincided with, like, the Bond movie et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and that, that one kind of stands out in my head. So at that time, I leaned more towards the hip-hop-y side of things. So License to Ill was a lot more fun than Rio and, you know, Hungry Like a Wolf, even though those are great songs. Kind of that's how I was going. But at the end of the day, the backdrop was more or less pop music. So back then, we had radio stations that mattered, and MTV actually played music. So we look back, then we see on the charts, God, if I remember, there's like shit like Paula Abdul, I remember a video of her dancing with a bunch of fucking, like a cartoon cat, and a bunch of other crap going on, what else is there, there's a lot of Mariah Carey, like Whitney Houston was still around, Brian Adams popped up with that song from the fucking Robin Hood movie with Kevin Costner, things like that were kind of happening, um, at this time, the whole L.A. hair metal thing had died. So there was a whole wave in the 80s of, you know, L.A. metal, if you will, right? So, you know, the big-time acts from then would be Poison and Motley Crue and Rat and Warrant and all this kind of shit. <clears throat> Those had all gone away. And at this time, in my recollection, it was mostly just like, pop music and just acts like color me bad 2ds at the end 
it's just a really weird group of dudes singing like baby making music and all that kind of shit. So anyways, the point here I'm trying to make is the musical landscape was not very rock centric at the time. Some hip hop scooting in, because I remember there being like an LL Cool J comeback around this time, Sir Mix-A-Lot, and just watered down things like MC Hammer, even Madonna was still around, etc., etc., etc. And that's kind of the general gist, is like, things that wouldn't be too out of question for like mom to be into, right? Like, Prince was still topping the charts, he's controversial, but his music's pretty, you know, universally awesome, things like that. And then all of a sudden, a couple things happen. And I think all of these things happened at around the same time that contributed into like a major shift, which, you know, I, I haven't seen anything like it before. And if you kind of go through music history, things like that happen every generation or so. And in my way of explaining it is like, it's a thing, a thing happened. And the thing to me that kind of culminated all of this was grunge, right? So you rewind and there's, you know, back in the day you had the British invasion and now all of a sudden, you know, the Beatles are a thing, the who, Rolling Stones, et cetera, et cetera. Many years later, hip hop happened. It's like these things that come out of nowhere and you can't miss them. It's not like a fly by night kind of event and then a flash in the pan, if you will, and then it's all over. It's a thing. You can't fucking argue with it. Everybody all of a sudden gives a shit. It's in the zeitgeist. Like, it's all over the fucking place. You you know, in, like, more modern times, well, maybe not anymore, but, like, you know, these bands are on Letterman. Like, they're an actual fucking thing now. So, for us, grunge was the thing. But right before that was two important things. One was Terminator 2 came out. So, the movie Terminator 2 came out big fucking deal, right? Arnold hadn't been in a movie that mattered in quite a little while, and Terminator was a cult hit at the time. No one really gave a fuck about Terminator 1 until Terminator 2 came out. So Terminator 2 is coming out, and gabang, in the soundtrack, you have You Could Be Mine by Guns N' Roses. That was fucking huge. So now we had a legitimate rock and roll band. So the 80s hair metal thing had died, died away, Guns N' Roses hadn't been heard of for a while. They recorded an acoustic album, you know, between um, Appetite and the Use Your Illusion albums. But now here they were, officially, they're back. They're, they got the lead song in the soundtrack of the biggest movie of the summer. And they have a double album coming out. It's a fucking thing. Guns N' Roses is back. Um, side note here. Remember, like, three or four years ago, I had, like, a normie friend you know, much younger, not really has like rock in their DNA or whatever. And they went to Coachella and, you know, typical kind of like normal San Francisco resident of nowadays, they go to Coachella and come back and like, dude, I had no idea Guns N' Roses is good. It's like, oh, no fucking shit. They're good, dude. Like, are you kidding me? So this is kind of like the 20 years later version. But at that time, the excitement of like, Oh shit, they're back. Here you go. So that's how I remember that going. And at the same time, rough around the same time, we had Enter Sandman. So Enter Sandman was released by Metallica. Big fucking deal. They were a massive underground, in quotes, 
metal band. They sold out stadiums and stuff like that. But again, nothing that had caught like MTV just yet, right? Like they'd only had one music video before that for one, probably only played after 10 p.m. And it was nowhere in hell was that being played um, on like normal radio um, that would be playing like, you know, pop hits or, you know, even alternative rock at the point. So that was huge. So Metallica came out with the Black Album, Enter Sandman being the single. Guns N' Roses releases Use Illusion 1 and 2. You Could Be Mine is on the Terminator 2 soundtrack. Gabang, guitar music is coming back. So that's kind of like an interesting thing. And then shortly thereafter, something comes out that nobody had ever fucking heard in the world. And, well, that's not true, but, you know, as far as a fucking 12-year-old's concerned, nobody had ever fucking heard this kind of shit before. And it was Nevermind by Nirvana. And then, you know, of course, that means Smells Like Teen Spirit. This was a fucking big, big deal. So, we went from hair metal to just pop dominating the charts to rock is coming back to all of a sudden nirvana fucking owns the world and it was a thing we finally had a thing again it was undeniable like the nirvana was everywhere so you know i'm talking like the mtv awards they're on letterman they're on leno they're fucked up people their interviews are just like wild and sporadic there's a bit of mystery going on just weird dudes and with them followed the grunge scene so now we had our thing we had you know back in the day you know i wasn't alive for this at the british invasion early 80s you had hip-hop coming out of you know i don't know the history but out of nowhere if you will right kind of becoming a cultural phenomenon and now we had alternative rock punk and metal had a bastard child, and that was shepherded in as grunge by a Nirvana. So this was, it's hard to explain how big of a fucking deal this was. At that time, you know, we didn't have Spotify and all this kind of stuff, and music was more or less spoon-fed to the public via MTV and the radios, right? There's a lot of controversy around over that shit, and like payola and a bunch of other stuff. Um... And yeah, it was just kind of manicured and groomed and fed to us. So it's not like today where there's, you know, you know, equity in the world where, you know, if you're good based on your own merits and your own ability to market yourself, you'd get discovered. That could take you so far back then and maybe get you a major label signing, but it didn't mean that the major label would actually promote you or get you on an opening slot for somebody huge to help skyrocket you into the career. So this was big. Out of nowhere, we had this thing. And that's pretty much the end of it. Uh, I got to pick up Banjo's shit. So we'll pick up there tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. What day is tomorrow? So we'll pick up from there one of these days and get into how this kind of helped shape how I think of music, what it means to me, what I gravitated towards and liked. And then finally, in an episode or two, turn it all the way around and discuss why this is kind of bred like a hatred or distaste of non-human generated music. Okay, well until then, see you later.